Welcome to Dad Pod, a pod about nothing. Well, hey there, everyone. It is an honor and it is a privilege to have you tuning in to another edition of Dad Pod. I honestly look forward to this every week, uh, getting to share a few minutes with you. Hopefully, you're having a great day or a great week uh, doing whatever you're doing. Maybe listening on your commutes, maybe uh, while you're doing something, uh, you maybe you're getting some yard work done and you popped in the headphones and you popped on a podcast. If you're like me, I love listening to podcasts whenever I'm doing the lawn or uh, doing some dishes or whatever the case is. After a while, though, I get into podcasts. It's kind of like the uh, the binge-watching, uh, what's it called? Like when you run out of binge-watching shows. It's the same thing with podcasting. I'm like, I get to the end, I'm like, man, I can't wait for Monday for a new round of shows because i got my shows that I listen to. And But I've always got backups that I go to if I if I just need, I need... I'm always on my commute listening to podcasts at the gym, wherever I might be. So, all that to say, glad that you're listening. Thanks for tuning in this week. We're going to have some fun. I To quote the Black Eyed Peas... I have a feeling, I've got a feeling, tonight's going to be a good night. I happen to be recording this at night. Uh, it's kind of the golden hour. I might have talked about it before, but it's just after the, be- the kids have gone to bed. Uh, they're asleep. They're good. Um, you know, I got a little bit of time here before I'm going to head in, turn in for the night. But uh, it's kind of a nice time. It's after the busyness of the day, I can quiet myself, think about a few thoughts, share a few thoughts with you. And I have a feeling, I've got a feeling that tonight's going to be a good night, to quote the Black Eyed Peas and uh, Fergie and all that. So I actually uh, wanted to get into something uh, a little different this week. I wanted to give you something more than nothing, even though this is a show about nothing. This week, I was racking my brain. I was thinking, okay, what could we talk about this week? Uh, We've covered a lot. I honestly feel like in the first few weeks, I got out... A lot of my kind of quirky, random, uh, some would call it comedy. I wouldn't I wouldn't <laughs> call it comedy. Some would, but I wouldn't. But it's more of the just, uh, I don't know, observational humor things. And I, uh, there were some things there. But honestly, I've given you a lot of that. And unless things come up throughout my week, um, then I'm, I'm taking notes. I'm always thinking about, hey, this could be something might interest people or whatever. But I don't know. I, I kind of went a different route than the uh, kind of observational humor or thoughts about random things even though i didn't have a lot of those this week um but a different different route i wanted to take and that is this that is to go into top nine things i miss about the 90s i'm always reminiscent about childhood about uh, the 90s the 80s early 2000s high school times whatever it is i I don't know i'm a guy that likes to reminisce i'm nostalgic I think a lot of us are that are, once you get to my age, when you're close to my age, I think it's a good time to be nostalgic. You've lived enough life where you have enough to look back on. You know, it's not all looking back. I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not 90 and it's all retrospective where it's like, I remember back in the day, you know, that's great. I love that. I love hearing stories from people where it's all retrospective. Totally honor that. I haven't done this in 20 years. Uh, but for me, somewhere in the middle. It's like I lived a lot of life, 34 years. Uh, hopefully have a lot left to live as well. So I'm kind of somewhere in that middle. But with that being said, I've got a lot of nostalgia from childhood. And uh, I want to say this disclaimer. As I go through these top things, nine things I miss about the 90s, um, it's okay if you if you weren't 
if you were born in the '90s, in other words, in the like in the mid to late '90s, this probably doesn't apply to you as much, and that's okay. I don't say that as a slam. It's just honestly, it, it might be um, some of it might make sense or really resonate. But I really think you would need to be born kind of in the '80s uh, or towards the early '90s, where you got a lot of the '90s in. For other, in other, in other words, for example. Uh, I was born in 85, so I don't consider myself like an 80s kid, okay? That would be kind of strange because at most, I was five in the 80s, right? You know what I'm saying? So I respect the 80s. I actually love a lot about the 80s, and maybe we'll do a a, a pod on the 80s at some point. Um, But it is retrospective. Like, I didn't live it as much. What I mean by that is one of my favorite movies uh, is The Goonies. came out in 85 another one is back to the future what are you looking at butthead came out in 85 i loved watching wrestlemania one it came out in 85 you see what i'm saying i went back and watched those things and i i think i appreciated them because they happened in my birth year right they happened they were born the same time i was or whatever um and so i liked those things at 85 and 87 89 all that uh, but i was just a little a little lad i i was a young lad in the night in the 80s so I really don't focus on myself as an 80s person as much, but I really felt like in the 90s, man, so much happened for me personally. Um, like I said, in the early 90s, I was 6, 7, 8. Uh, then late 90s, I was 9, 10, 11, all the way up to 14. And so a lot happened there, and it was an interesting decade. And so for me, I just want to give you the nine things I miss about the 90s. And uh, a culture has changed a lot. Let's agree on that. Our culture has changed quite dramatically since 99 uh on that note before we get into it anyone out there remember y2k right y2k the uh uh it stood for year 2000 right um and now you see the 2k branding on a lot of stuff uh if you're younger especially you might not know the reference even that's totally fine but it's like y2k 2k you know like um NBA 2K, now they have a 2K every year, 2K20, 2K, yada, yada. Um, But yeah, we had like Y2K parties back in the day of like, we thought the world, legitimately, like, we didn't know if the world might end or not. We thought this could be a thing. And so people would gather together as Prince saying years before, we're going to party like it's 1999, foreshadowing. We did party. Uh, We had... All kinds of people doing stuff uh, above and beyond because it was a big deal. It was the last day of the decade, of the millennium, all this stuff. 99, man. Y2K. Basically, Y2K rolled around. Nothing happened. Uh, Other than it was a new year. And so none of the planes crashed. None of the things they thought would happen. Basically, long story short, they thought, you know, if you don't know, they thought because when they built computers back in the 70s and even... Earlier than that, I guess, when they built the first computers, they didn't factor in the new millennium. So they thought all the clocks would think it was 1900 instead of 2000 because it only had the last two digits. Yeah, it it really sounds dumb telling it now, especially someone that didn't live through Y2K. If you're like, you know, you're 18 years old, you're listening to the show, you're like, dear God, what were these people thinking? They thought the world was in? Because it was a different age. It was an analog age. And uh, I'm going to talk about that a little bit. So I hope that if you're younger, maybe you didn't live through the 90s, maybe you were born even in 99 or something, um, that you appreciate this show and that it's not, it's definitely not like, oh man, I'm awesome because I grew up in the 90s and you're not. 
um, because you grew up later or earlier, whatever. No, it's just, hey, this is when I grew up. I loved it. I hope some of it resonates with you. And if, like I said, if you're younger, you might even think like, wow, that was that was strange that people lived this way in the 90s. If you lived it with me, if you're around my age, you're going to probably resonate with a lot of this. This is one of those shows I would love to hear all of your feedback because uh, it's going to be very topical. A lot of things, probably things that I miss and I'm like, oh, of course. Yes, that was great about the 90s. But let's get right into it. What do you say? Number nine, number nine on the list. Number nine on the list of things I miss most about the 90s. Now, notice, by the way, before I get into nine, I know I'm really dangling that carrot in front of you, but no, no. Before I get to nine, I uh, I did nine rather than, everyone does a top 10, first of all. You never see a top nine, but it's the 90s. You, you know, see, see what I'm doing here? It's the 90s, the top nine. So with it, no more further ado. The ninth thing I miss most is the lack of cell phones. Lack of cell phones. Now let's pause for a minute. Think about that. Let that sink in. There was a time not long ago, 15 to 18 to 20 years ago even, when cell phones weren't a thing. And now I'm not saying I want to get rid of them. I'm not saying let's go back in time. Once you open the tube of toothpaste, you can't put the toothpaste back in. Okay, and so it's all it's all well and fine. I like my phone. It helps me out. It's a great tool. We virtually can't live without it. That's kind of sad, but it's true. It's true, and it's 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 a good thing that we have them. Okay, don't get me wrong, but we survived without them. There's something to that. I don't know how we did it. We didn't have maps, no Google Maps, no texting, no social media, no instant news. All right, so it it really changed everything about we live how we lived. But we was, I felt in the 90s, even though I was a young guy in the 90s, a teenager, barely, and a kid, I felt very connected. I felt like if I need to reach my friends, I call them on the landline. Um, my parents, always, you know, they knew where I was at. They could reach me through the school, through the landline, or they didn't need to text. They didn't need any of that. And we survived, and it was great. So there was a certain beauty to not having the cell phone. You didn't have to charge anything. Um, overnight, you didn't have to have a battery pack and hanging out your back pocket and a charging cable. And, you know, you didn't have to shatter your screen. You didn't have to pay hundreds of dollars a month, right? Let's think about that for a second. We didn't need data. We didn't need Wi-Fi. Like, okay, I, I digress. Um, but it, we'll never go back to that. Like I said, the toothpaste is out of the tube. It's happening. It's, it, we're moving forward, people. But I don't know. Just think about it. How was it when you were younger Without that cell phone, I got my first cell phone at the age of tender age of nineteen, um, the young age of nineteen, right out of high school. That's when I got my first cell phone. It makes me sound like an old geezer. Anyway, let's go to number eight. Number eight thing I miss. Taking a little bit di- di- different direction here. Number eight, Goldeneye. That's right, Goldeneye. Possibly the best, like interactive video game of all time and now I know things are totally different it's cool man I'm not into the whole new like gaming scene uh, but it's cool it's fine Fortnite Overwatch all of these things it's a big deal it's a money maker actually gaming and online gaming in that community however GoldenEye really started let's be fair here GoldenEye started the whole thing because back before GoldenEye which was a James Bond game 007 if you didn't know on the N64 I guess you preface that. I'm assuming, like, some of you know what I'm talking about. Some of you just have no clue. I'm just, I'm trying to cover everyone here in this pod. But no, it was um, before the before GoldenEye. You had games like Mario. 
You had games like uh, Zelda. You had games like Mega Man. You had games like Karate Kid or whatever. And you just kind of played. You could do two-player where one person would die and another person, not the person, but like your, like your little character would, like Luigi would pass away. <laughs> it sounds funny to say Luigi would pass away, but like Luigi would perish. <laughs> and then Mario would take over and your friend, your buddy could play. Or you could fight like Mortal Kombat. Yeah, you could fight one-on-one, 1v1. Then Goldlight comes out. You got a four-player split screen. And now you could look on the other screen and see what your buddy was doing. And see what room he was in or whatever and fight him. But, man, it, like, when it came out, it, it changed the game. And I can't tell you how many sleepovers we had in middle school. Staying up to the odd hours of the night. Playing Goldeneye. Just one, four controllers, one little box. We came to each other's house to do it. It was different than the things of today where you got... At any minute, you could play any of your friends online in any game. And it's great. That's all well and good. But then Goldeneye led to Halo, which led... To Fortnite, you know, long story short, of course, on all this, but that's number eight. I could go into maybe a whole episode on Goldeneye. I'll say that this actually, a lot of these that I'm going to go through could be their own episode if I get good feedback on this particular podcast and particular um, episode. Uh, well, hey, let's go, let's uh, see which one of these you guys want to talk more about. Hit me up in the comments. But that was number eight. Number seven is a big one Nickelodeon. Yeah, Nickelodeon. Now, I do know Nickelodeon, I think, uh, pretty sure it still exists, but obviously I stopped watching it in, in, definitely in the 90s, like 98, 99, probably stopped watching it. As I grew older, I just kind of didn't, didn't need it, and now, now I understand there's like, there is Nick Jr., and there is Nickelodeon. My kids aren't really old enough to watch, like, the Nick shows or whatever, but they, you know, like Paw Patrol is on Nick Jr. and some other garbage, but anyway, um, but the Nickelodeon of the 90s, man, it was, are you kidding me? It was amazing. Shows like Doug, first of all, we can just talk Nickelodeon cartoons, Nick, Nicktoons as they were, Doug, we got Rugrats, um, we got Hey Arnold, which was kind of, to be, for me, Hey Arnold was actually late in the game. That's kind of when I started to phase out of the Nicktoons was Hey Arnold, where a lot of people, even younger than me, started to phase in at, like, Hey Arnold, Wild Thornberries, all that. I miss all that Wild Thornberries nonsense because I was, I was too old for it. But the Nicktoons, and then shows, random shows on Nickelodeon, like, Hey Dude, Salute Your Shorts, some of the most amazing content, some of the most amazing content ever produced on television was, like, Hey Dude, which was a show about ranchers and this camp or something and then one was called salute your shorts where it's about a summer camp as well and like i don't know it's hard to explain but those shows were awesome um clarissa explains it all uh of course all that it was a whole like separate entity uh are you afraid of the dark man so many great shows on nickelodeon there's really nothing like that and i i do see a lot of the kids genre now genre because i, I have kids my kids are younger they're preschool age and younger but Still, like, I don't see anything today that even stacks up or even holds up. They try to reboot this stuff. They try to remake it. It's not as good. So, number seven, good old-fashioned 90s Nickelodeon. Come on. Let's go right here uh, to number six. Number six on the list is original movies. Original movies. You might be thinking, Josh, original movies come out all the time. I mean, after all, Hobbs and Shaw came out last week or whatever. That's a That's an original movie, Josh. No, it's not. 
here's the deal. Here's the deal. Stop. Just stop with all the all the remakes already. You know, I heard Disney Channel is doing their new Disney Plus deal or whatever, and they're gonna reboot Home Alone into a series. Like, I don't need that. I really don't. Like, I'm okay with watching Home Alone One and Home Alone Two every Christmas two or three times. And it's all good. I don't need the reboot. But even beyond that, most movies that are coming out now are just remakes of 90s movies. So in the 90s, we got those movies. Do you understand what I'm saying? Think about it. What came out earlier this summer? Let's just think about this. Aladdin? Okay. Aladdin came out in 95. So that was original then. Lion King? Great. Lion King came out in 94. Um, I could go on and on. There's more, many more movies. But in the 90s, it really felt like these movies were original. Independence Day with Will Smith. Um, Weekend at Bernie's. I don't know. That's so random. But um, I think Weekend at Bernie's 2 was in the 90s. Probably the first one was in 89 or something. But we'll count it. Um, but just those... I don't know. Even the romantic comedies were different. Like 10 Things I Hate About You. Uh, the teen... Kind of the teen movies or whatever. Were just so much... I don't know, frankly, better and just original. The Matrix came out in 99, and that was an original movie. Um, nowadays, it's reboots. It's 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 more Fast and Furious movies. It's more Transformers movies. It's remakes of remakes of remakes. It's A Star is Born. Okay, that came out a couple years ago. Cool movie, Academy Award nominee, whatever. Still a remake. I digress. Uh, number five. Wrestling. That's right, Wrestling. You might think, Josh, wrestling still exists. It's around. It's a thing. No, it's not. It's really not. And I, I'm i a fan. I love wrestling. I'm a historian. I love uh, late 80s and really all the 90s. If you look at the 90s as a, as a decade, professional wrestling, Hulk Hogan, Macho Man, Ultimate Warrior, Sting, Goldberg, Kevin Nash. I can name a lot of names. I'm going random here. But Bret Hart, Ric Flair. I don't want to leave anyone out. Those are amazing names to hear. Um, fast forward today, eh, I, I try to get into it. I tried to still watch it, but you know what? I decided I'm done. I'm done with that whole thing. Unless it's 90s and pre, I'm not going to watch it. It's just, that's a whole other thing. I know a couple of you that listen to this are going to be super offended and are going to talk to me, but I'd love to talk. I, we can chat about the wrestling business. It's just not what it was in the 90s. It was the golden era, and then nothing will compare to it. As a kid, I remember going to a place called Dell Champs and rinsing WrestleMania six on a VHS tape, and it changed it changed my life. So nowadays, it's just different, and uh, we could get into the nuance of that at later at a later date. But let's go to number four. Number four is also something I enjoyed a lot as a young lad. Number four is baseball cards. Baseball cards. Man, back in the day, I just loved collecting cards. It was fun to go to that actual physical card store. Every town had one where you could go and buy a pack of cards, open the pack, maybe pull like a really good rookie card or autograph card or something. Um, you would put those in the little sleeves and you would collect them. And see, I did this starting at age, I would say, five. I, rem I vividly remember at age five um, because my, my dad was a barber. It still is to this day, actually, but he was a barber. And so I would spend a lot of my summer hanging out there at the shop. Next door to his shop was a baseball card shop. And so as a young lad, right, I would go in there 
hang out with the guys that were that ran the shop and i would get to know them and um you know i, I would get my allowance bring it in i'd buy a pack of you know 1991 leaf or score or upper deck and uh i would hope to get that king griffey jr rookie card from 89 which i never got you know which by the way if you're a listener of the show and you have the means to send me the king griffey jr 89 upper deck rookie i would love it but no um so i collected all these and as i got a little older like 9 10 11 12 i started thinking like these are going to be worth money because i would look them up and it's like oh the frank thomas rookie he's worth 25 bucks so i'm thinking oh of course and 20 years that thing will be worth hundreds because the cards from 20 years before in the 70s they were going for 300 so i'm like man this is great little did i know that whole industry would collapse and basically the the shoe box of cards i have now is uh pretty much worthless even though if it was 1997 that that shoe box would be worth thousands but it's kind of sad yeah all those cards you can get like a, a, a lot of 10 on ebay uh, for like a buck, whereas I thought I was making an investment. So I honestly remember thinking these baseball cards are going to pay for my kids' college someday, and uh, I'd be lucky to get a hundred bucks for them now. So yeah, it is what it is. But baseball cards were fun. They're never going to replicate that. They oversaturated the market. It became a hobby rather than a, a niche, a niche for collectors or whatever. So there's a whole, uh, whole deep dive on that we could do as well. But that's the fourth thing I miss. We're getting close to the top here. Number three. On the list, number third thing I miss most is rock music. That's right. I don't know. I just I miss rock music. Now, I still have it. Like I've said in previous podcasts, it's still there. It's on Spotify. And a lot of what I listened to was even uh, 2005 and lower, so that's not 90s. But uh, 99 and on, man, in the 90s, there's some great music. But my point is more that in the charts, like on the radio, um, there was rock music. It was existent. Nowadays, the top... If you looked at, like, the top ten singles, they're all Drake, unfortunately. Young money. It, it, it's crazy. Like, there's not any rock that I know of that's popular right now. Now, there, like, there are rock groups that do well on the tour and that are doing fine. I'm just saying, like, there's not the cold... Like, Coldplay's still around, don't get me wrong, but a few years ago, Coldplay was just crushing it. There's no Coldplay... There's no U2, there's no Beatles, there's nothing of that nature. And so, basically, we don't have any rock on the radio. We have radio rock, which is like a whole other thing that's not very good. But, again, in the top singles that are coming out each each uh, each round, it's, it's Drake. Gotta, gotta. It's, you know, it's just, I don't know. I'm thinking of the 90s when we had, and look, in the top, look at some of the music that came out in the 90s, like, it wouldn't play on the mainstream radio now. It just wouldn't. Nirvana, Stone Temple Pilots. It was all grunge in the mid-90s, and it was all good. <laughs> Fast forward into number two. Let's get into number two here. Similar to the last one, but number two is this. A little more specific. TRL. That's right. TRL. Total Request Live on MTV. Some of you remember this show. It was a great show when it first came out because before TRL on MTV, uh, they would show music videos on MTV a ton. It was like, that's what they did. Like it was called MTV because of music television. Revolutionary, they were showing music on the television. All these great music videos were coming out. So what they did was they made a weekly countdown of 10 because they're not as original as I am with my nine. They did that do 10 uh, like everyone does. 
Uh, but they did the countdown every week, and they would show a video. They would bring in like guest hosts. They would do little shenanigans in between. They did a contest to find a new, not a DJ, but a VJ because it's a video jockey. So careful with that, but it's a video jockey. So they brought these people in. Anyway, they did all this stuff. And TRL, every week I would look forward to it. It would kind of be a lot of the songs I love listening to. Again, we didn't have Spotify, YouTube, all that stuff where you can just hop on and listen to it. It's like... You had to be somewhere where these songs were being played. You had to be in a car and your favorite song finally came on the radio. Uh, you had to call into Total Request Live and request it, and it got played. And like once a day, if you were lucky, uh, you could see the video of Hit Me Baby One More Time or whatever you wanted. But TRL, man, was, as the kids would say, uh, it slams uh, or whatever. Um, any day, or sorry, anyway... That was number two, TRL. Carson Daly, by the way. Oh, I would, I, before we get to number one, I would say this about TRL. It's like they started showing these videos counting down from 10. Then they got lazy. Then they would show like half of the video from, you know, and go 10 to 1. And then show all of the first, like the number one hit for that week, they would show the whole thing. Then they got real lazy and they would show just, they would just recap it. Like, number 10 is this, number 9 is this, number 8. And then they would show like a clip of the first one. And then it just degenerated into, as far as I'm concerned, nothing. And I haven't watched MTV in years, so I have no idea of knowing. But at its heyday, in the summer especially, they would do these big, they would do spring break deals, but they would also do big summer parties with TRL. And I don't know, as a kid, as a young 14 year old, 13 year old, I love tuning into TRL. So that's number two. I miss it a lot, actually. <laughs> And number one, I struggle with this. Like, what is the thing I miss most about the 90s? And um, I don't know. This this one is what I picked today. But if you ask me again tomorrow, I might put something else there that's not even on the list. Because it's really hard to nail down. But my first thing that I thought about today that really spawned this whole dialogue, diatribe, is this. Uh, number one, are you ready? The, most, the thing I miss most about the 90s is Blockbuster. That's right, Blockbuster. Before there was Netflix, and yes, there was a time before Netflix, there was a thing called Blockbuster. The great video store where uh, you could go and buy overpriced popcorn and candy, but as well, you could browse a library of, of various movies, and you would uh, go in and look at a movie, and behind it would be a box, and if the box was there, it meant that the movie was available to be rented. But if there was just the front cover or whatever... And there was no Blockbuster box behind it. It was checked out. And you would go up. You would take that VHS tape. Stand in line. If it's a Friday night, you're going to be waiting in line a long time. At least at the uh, Mobile, Alabama, Cottage Hill Road Blockbuster that I remember. Be standing there for a while. Hand them the tape. They would scan your membership card that you had to be 18 to get. So if you weren't, you had to use your parents' card. And you would scan the movie and you'd have like three three to five days or whatever to bring it back you'd have late fees you'd have to rewind the tape but it was actually a really cool experience like i'm not kidding around it was a lot of fun if you were hanging out let's say your buddies you got together you had the sleepover at this time when it was in the 90s i'd have to get in the parents vehicle you all jump in like hey mom take us to blockbuster the mom would take you let the guys run in what are we gonna rent yeah let's rent demolition man no let's rent um uh, i don't know <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of something like super random, but let's rent um, 
uh, let me think of something random. Let's run Tommy Boy. I don't know. It's not random at all. Anyway, um, you would you would decide. You would go through. You would look at the boxes. You'd, I don't know. You'd have bisections like, you know, like sci-fi or action or new releases. And they had video games and stuff there too. And that's really, that's honestly where I got into wrestling was from places like Blockbuster, Movie Gallery, and like the grocery store where you could rent video games. But it's something about like now. Yeah, now it's great. Now it's awesome. You... Log into your account, you go to Amazon Prime, Netflix, Hulu, HBO, whatever it is you use to watch movies, and you just go in, and they're all there, and you can watch them. But, I don't know, I liked the fact that you had to get in the car, you had to drive down to the store, you made this big ordeal about it, you checked it out. It was more of an experience, where now it's just kind of like, you spend the same amount of time you would to drive to the store, let's be real, at least if you're me, you spend it sitting there browsing through. Should we watch this? Ah, I don't know. Well, Rotten Tomatoes said this, and uh, well, it has. It's a recommended like you would like based on your previous viewing from Netflix. So I don't know. And you kind of like vacillate. You kind of go back and forth with if it's a spouse, if it's a friend, whoever you're watching with. Uh, you know, it's boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. You're trying to figure out what to watch together, and especially if you have a big group. Good luck. You're not going to come to one agreement. But if you're in Blockbuster, you can just grab the tape within five minutes. You're in, maybe maybe not five, maybe 15 minutes. You go in, you browse a little bit, you're out. Whereas Netflix, I feel like I spend 15 to 20 minutes of browsing. So what's the point? What's the difference? You know, let's bring back video. No, I'm just kidding. Let's not bring them back. But I do reminisce. I do love the thought of going into a blockbuster. And it's just, uh, you could ask the guy that works there about movies. And he or she would know what they're talking about and give you some really good recommendations. I think that is a lot better the Rot Tomatoes or any of the other things because they have led me astray. I watched a movie the other night and it was 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. So I asked my wife, like, hey, this is 90%. It's cool. It's a it's really uh, neat looking sci-fi movie. We're both like, yeah, let's try it out. It's 90%. What can we... We're like, Man, we hated it. It was horrible. Like, it wasn't a good movie. And so you can't always go on those uh, recommendations. But in Blockbuster, I feel like you could ask... Most of the employees, they have the employees' picks or whatever. I don't know. So uh, those are the top nine things I enjoyed and I missed most about the 90s. I would love to hear your thoughts, opinions, and ideas and what you missed most about the 90s as well. And uh, honestly, you'll probably come up with some stuff that I I forgot or didn't put in the list. Or um, also let me know this week in the comments what you would like to expound upon. Is there anything that was kind of interesting that you'd like to talk about more? I could talk about the 90s all day. I won't. I'm going to stop. We're going long on this pod. But let's get into this. Let's go ahead and uh, shift gears and close this thing out with some dad advice today. And now, a little dad advice. What I want to do is share with you some dad advice. It is this. A little different this week, but I want to say... One thing that you should do is take advantage of your local public library. That's right, kids. Your library is a place that's you're paying for that already. It'd be as uh, basically like if you had a uh, subscription to Netflix and you never watched it, which maybe maybe that's you already. But we talked about that last week. Cancel it if you don't listen to it or watch it. Cancel it. Um, But no, you pay for the library already out of your taxes. Okay, it's something you already have access to. It's not that it's free. Is that you pay it from your taxes. You don't have to pay additional. And maybe you're thinking, Josh, that sounds really lame. Like, I'm not a reader. I don't want to go to the library. Ugh, when's the last time I even went there? It's so weird. 
I'm just going to tell you, I was thought the same thing, but recently with having these kids, I went to the library because it's, they have kids programs and things. I thought, I need something to do. A while back I went, I was like, man, this is actually a great idea. That's what, what a, what a foreign concept, a library. Uh, but no, the kids could go in. They had a kid's wing where apparently I found out you don't have to be quiet up there. You can like talk and stuff and like no one shushes you. So that's great. Um, but the kids can play with puzzles and like little games, little setups they have for the kids, but also books and movies, things they can rent. But also for adults, they have movies that you can check out. New releases. Honestly, I would argue that the library's um, content, library's like actual movies that they let you check out, the DVDs and whatnot and Blu-rays, probably a better catalog than Netflix or Hulu or Amazon have because I have those services but I find myself if I need to actually pick a, like a specific movie that I want rather than listening to what Netflix or whoever what they have and just choosing from that like if I want to watch a specific movie the library normally has it more often than not not to mention they have books which maybe you're like ah, I'm more of a Kindle or Nook or whatever reader or e-reader Actually, what they have now that I found out, maybe you already know this. If so, great, fast forward. But what they have is you can actually download an app that will link to your library card and will allow you, whenever a book becomes available or the ones they already have available, you click it and it'll download right to whatever device. It'll download that ebook, it'll download it to your Kindle, to your Nook, to your e reader. If it's available, or you can put it on hold, and as soon as it comes up, it'll just automatically download. To your cloud it's pretty amazing actually um if you think about it so don't spend money on books if you don't have to go check them out for the library also the library's got a lot of cool historical stuff about your town so go check that out and uh, i have no nothing to really gain from saying this it's not an ad it sounds like it. it sounds like an ad for the library this week it's not it's just some dad advice from me to you to say it's something you're already paying for might as well use it go rent some movies it's free essentially so anyway hey hope you guys have a great week i really do hit me up with some comments and we'll talk to you next time on dad pop